Game week is officially here. We have a lot to get to. We're going to break down everything you need to know about the rosters of both teams. Let's get it started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to today. We, again, this is football season, and this is game week that we got right now. It is here. No more talk. It's time to put up or shut up. The over-unders are out, everything. But let's talk about Arizona. Let's talk about Jed Fish, and let's talk about everything that we basically saw at Media Day this past week, or earlier this week. First, you named five starters. You got Jaden Delora, Jalen Harris, Christian Roland Wallace, Christian Young, and Jordan Morgan. All right. Now, what does all that mean? Let's talk about it. First, Jaden Delora, the transfer from Washington State, is obviously somebody that the coaches have a lot of expectations for. Um, you can just tell by Jed Fish, he definitely knows sometimes when a player is not, or when a team isn't that good, he generally beats around the bush a little bit last he did a really good job of last year saying you know well we just kind of lacked some pieces for lack of a better term there this year it's a little bit different he was asked about Jaden Delora and he said that Jaden can do everything that we need him to do he's done everything in camp it's just now about putting it on the field translation Jaden Delora is everything that we thought he would be and more and again, that's a good thing if you're the University of Arizona and Jaden Delora. Again, going into this season, there were a lot of questions for the Arizona Wildcats the past couple years, especially when it came to player movement, when it came to just guys on the roster. The quarterback situation certainly left something to be desired. That has all changed, obviously, now. Jaden Delora is going to be the quarterback all season and we're going to see what he can do, but the coaching staff obviously feels that there's a lot to work with there, and the coaching staff is right. There is a lot to work with. Then he was asked about the receivers, and he said, you know, um, he put out they put out the depth chart. The depth chart was a surprise to absolutely nobody. Um, you already have uh, T-Mac, who we knew was going to start. You don't bring in a five-star wide receiver at Arizona without him starting. That's generally just the way that it goes. And then you've got – Jacob Cowing, who another case of you don't bring in a 1,400-yard transfer receiver to not start. So those guys are both obviously taken advantage of. And then you've got Dorian Singer. Dorian Singer was a player that by the end of the year last year, you could have made the case that he was the best wide receiver on the team. So th there's a lot to work with there. And we were talking about this earlier in the week, but if you were to compare Arizona's receiving core to USC's, or excuse me, around the rest of the conference, Arizona's receiving core matches up pretty well with pretty much anyone. The only team that I think clearly has a better receiving unit is probably USC. But, you know, when you got Jordan Addison, when you got Mario Williams, Gary Bryant, Brendan Rice, that's to be expected. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, um, there's, well, like I said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But those guys are all very good, obviously. But Arizona's a step down. 
but you have those three receivers, and then you got other guys that have come up on the depth chart too. You've got a Kevin Green, an ex-USC decommit, ironically. Then you've got, obviously, a Jamari Joyner, an Anthony Simpson. You've got a lot of different players there that are going to be able to contribute for Arizona, and I think that's a very exciting thing. Jed Fish talked about how it was a big priority this offseason to be able to get these guys, to be able to get the players around him more more touches, more everything. And that's what they were able to do. Now, when it comes to um, the tight end position, obviously you got Kean Burnett right there. Really good player, no doubt about it. Young, though. And then when you got Alex Linus, another young player, but a guy that should be able to contribute at some point. These are good players, though, again. And these are all big-time additions to the receiving core right there. And they're going to make Jaden Delora's life much easier. Jaden Delora, for the numbers that he put up at Washington State and how he was the Pac-12 freshman of the year, he didn't have these kind of receivers. He didn't have these kind of players around him. And I think that that makes everything very fascinating. Then you get into the running back unit. Michael Wiley is going to get the tab or going to get the start initially, and that probably shouldn't really surprise anybody because again, Michael Wiley is solid. You know what you're getting with him. As I get some water, hold on just a second. But you know what you're getting with him. Then you look at the rest of the depth chart, though. And it becomes a little more dynamic. You've got DJ Williams transfer out of Florida State. Then you've got a Jonah Coleman, who we're going to circle back to in just a minute. And then behind them, you got a, you know you got a, uh, a Drake Anderson, a Rayshon Luke. We'll get to Rayshon Luke too in a second. But out of this entire receiving or excuse me, running back unit, the two most dynamic, I believe, are the two running backs um, from uh, DJ Williams from Florida State, who has has a lot to do. He's got a lot of wiggle to his game. And then you've also got Jonah Coleman. Coleman, to me, is the player that I would like to see emerge and become that guy. Um, again, he's a freshman, so it's always a little bit more of a learning curve. We've seen this before with guys like Kadeem Carey, where it just takes a longer time for these guys to become established. Totally get it. But the sooner the better, as far as Jonah Coleman goes, because Jonah Coleman's an underrated player, period. He just is. He's a guy that you look at, um, you just watch him, you look how he plays, and he is built to play football. Some guys are just built to play football. Jonah Coleman was built to play football, and he's just got to get that blocking down because when he gets, you know, when he runs, it's natural. You can tell he likes running guys over. He likes getting into the open field. He likes pushing players around. It's a natural progression for him. It's just about getting a little bit more mature on the field and just being able to pick up all the assignments. But out of all the players on the team, that's the guy that I'd like to see get 15 to 20 touches a game. It might take a little while until they get there, but when he gets there, I don't believe that he's coming off the field. But the running back unit is much better than it was last year, so you got to really tip your cap to Jed Fish because, again, he talked about how they needed to get more talent in here. They needed to be able to get more players that could come in and make an impression and be able to make things easier for the coaches, for the players, for everybody. And they've done that wide receiver, the quarterback wide receiver and running back position all certainly indicate that. Now let's get to the offensive line here in just a second. The thing that's fascinating to me about the offensive line is 
and this is the first time that I could think you can really say this, is that the offensive line is, I think, solid at the starting five positions right there. And we'll go position by position. Oh, by the way, forgot real quick. Got to go back to Speedy or uh, Rayshon Speedy Luke, fam, as we call him on this show. Rayshon Luke um, is he's listed as fourth on the depth chart, but Rayshon Luke is going to get, gosh, what, 12, 13 carries per game. All right, not 12, 13 carries per game, 12 to 13 touches per game, something like that, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But he is going to be a big part of what the Arizona coaching staff is trying to do right there. And understandably so, because he is an incredibly talented guy out there. And he is easily the best home run threat this team has. He's the biggest game breaker that they have. And he's a player that's able to make a lot of stuff happen. So whether that's three rushes, four rushes, five rushes, four to five catches, returning kicks, whatever the case may be, Speedy Luke fam is going to be involved in a lot of that. Okay, now let's get to the offensive line then. Jordan Morgan was listed as a um as a captain for this squad and that's a big deal um again when i he was a guy that i never really saw a ton with when he was at morana i know that he got the usc offer and that kind of changed everything but this coaching staff is very enamored by what jordan morgan can do and you know what this coaching staff has certainly shown that they know what they're doing when it comes to evaluating players And so he's going to get that opportunity there at that tackle position right there to be that stalwart, to be that guy. Can he be an all-conference guy? Can he really kind of push the envelope there? We're going to find that one out. It's going to be fascinating to find out if he can do that because there's certainly a lot of of talent there, to put it mildly. Okay. Then – you look at the uh, you look at the guard positions. Look at the interior line. Frankly, um, you have Jonas Savanea, who Jed Fish talked about, and he's talked about all camp was everything they would hope he would be and more. Big Jonah's a beast. Big Jonah is a problem out there, and he's going to be a problem as long as he is uh, playing for the University of Arizona. Um, he's the epitome of a kid that was probably a little bit overlooked little bit underrated in the recruiting uh, stratosphere, but once he was able to actually get on campus and show everything, you could tell that he was a mo- that he's an absolute monster. He's going to start. He'll never look back. Then you look at Josh Donovan and you look at Josh Baker. Both of them have starting experience from last year, and they've been solid in camp. I don't know that there's a – I don't know that you look at anything and say to yourself, okay, what um, – What's going on right here? They uh, they're they're ready to go, but they need to stay healthy. You've got injury concerns with them, and these are injury issues that aren't little issues either. So you got to be able to stay healthy because after that, you've got some talent behind them. You've got a Leif Magnuson, you've got a JT Hand, you've got players like that. But there is a drop off between the starting five and the players behind them. So if that starting unit can stay healthy or relatively healthy, I think you're going to see this offense score some points. And that's certainly not anything that you would have said last year. Like if I were to tell you last year that if Arizona's line stayed healthy, you would have said, okay, cool, doesn't matter. They're still not going to score any points. That's where the difference comes into play right here. So, again, that's where everything kind of stands when it comes to the offense going into week one, what we heard from the Chad Fish presser. Now let's talk a little bit about what you're also going to see from 
this unit when it comes to um, defense. Now, Johnny Nansen does a lot of really good things out there. I'm a big fan of what I've seen from Johnny Nansen. He is energetic. He gets, and I hate to keep saying this, but Johnny Nansen gets it. This is his first opportunity to really be able to call plays, and he's not going to let this one go away. You can tell by the energy that he has that he wants, that this is everything that he wanted. And I think the unit is actually better than people are given a credit for. And let's let's talk about that D-line. And I've said this from day one. Keon Bars has got to be that dude. Keon Bars has got to be that defensive tackle that takes up space, that is all, basically stops people from uh, being able to run, and he's able to shoot the gaps. He's a quicker dude to begin with, which is obviously a nice little uh, nice little entity. So you've got that. You've also got a player who is let's be on let's be honest here. He's uh, he's probably the best defensive lineman that Arizona has had in quite a while. And guys like that, again, you don't really grow on trees. So he's got to be able to play. He showed last year that he can play. He had five sacks in ten games. Now let's try to get that to six and a half or seven. Get some tackles for loss. Make things easier. Lining up next to him, Paris Shand. And then you got Tia Savea. This is interesting because Paris Shand is one of the best athletes on the team. He's about six foot, I don't know, three. Um, he was listed at, uh, well, he's, he's probably about 280, but he's a really good athlete. Nimble feet can get in, can basically do a lot of different things out there. Really impressive guy, though. It's going to take him a little bit of time, I think. But playing next to Keon Bars is going to help him out in like it would help out anybody, to be honest with you. Bars is that dude, and Paris Shand is going to be that player as well. They just need him to be able to put it out on the field. But you know what? We're saying that about a lot of guys right here, that they just got to be able to show what they do. And there's every reason to believe that they can absolutely do that. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about what we've got from um, the uh, the defensive ends. But first, we need to talk a little bit about bet online. The bet online sports book or excuse uh, bet online sports book app has been around forever and there's a reason that it's been around forever. It's been around forever because it should be. It's easy to navigate. Everybody knows how to utilize it and on top of that, it's also fun. A lot of people are turned off by the gambling by uh, by you know sports wagering sites because they don't know how it works or anything like that. They don't understand the futures, any of that. Bet online gets through all of that. It's the place to be. Check it out. We'll be right back with you. We're going to talk about the edge rushers. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about pass rushers here and this has been a problem for Arizona for quite a while ever probably since Scooby Wright left now when it comes to this unit right here this is a team this these two players right here should be able to make a difference and that comes first it comes with Jalen Harris Jalen Harris is a very talented kid no doubt about it he's also a guy that you know, I think it's time for him to show. I think it's time for him to step up and show what he can do. He's 
very talented. He's a great kid, came from a great family. Um, I'd like to see him become an all-conference type guy. He's got that strength. He's got that potential. I think it's time to just be able to push that forward right there because if he can do that, then things become a lot easier for Arizona. You all, you already have Keon Bars, who we've talked about. You've got the defensive tackles. By the way, we'll get back to Tia Savea in just a minute. But Jalen Harris, there's a lot riding on Jalen Harris. And you know what? There should be because Jalen Harris can play. So just got to be able to put it out on the field. Opposite him, you got Hunter Eccles. Hunter Eccles, the USC transfer. He was a, he was great all throughout spring. Nothing happened in camp to indicate that he wasn't going to be ready to go. But the de- this, this defense to me is going to sink or swim by what you've got right now when it comes to when it comes to this squad right here. Um between Bars, Shand, Savea, who again we'll get to in just a second, um, Eccles and J- uh, Jalen Harris, I'd like to see you be able to get 17 sacks between those four players right there, or between that unit. You get those, then it becomes a lot easier to get to that 30 mark that we've been talking about. Um but that's, I think, where you stand right now when it comes to those players. Uh, Tia Savea, another guy you got to keep an eye on. Um, he's listed as an or. He's been essentially uh, he's been hurt. I don't want to say hurt. That's not the right term. But he's he's dealt with some injuries. He hasn't been able to participate all throughout camp. But it does look like he's ready to go right now. And being ready to go means that. Uh, the coaching staff expects him to play quite a bit, and I would expect him to play quite a bit because there's nobody on the field that you say, okay, they shouldn't be out there or they can't play, whatever the case may be. All these guys are ready to go. Let's take a quick break. And again, tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, the backs. We're going to talk about the back seven. We're also going to give our game preview, but let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we broke down the position. We broke down the majority of the positions. We're running a little light on time here, so we're going to talk more about those uh, other ones coming up here shortly. But the important thing to remember, though, with this Arizona Wildcat team and with Jed Fish, is that there is a lot more talent in play here. This is not the team from previous years. This is again. I'm not telling you they're going to win the Rose Bowl. I'm not telling you they're going to win seven or eight games or anything like that. But this squad is much more talented, and I think you're going to see that. There is a uh, they should be able to throw, score some touchdowns. They should be able to just make plays that they weren't able to make last year. To be honest with you, it's kind of that simple. You know, I think people look around and say, "What's the secret?" The secret is having better players. And Jed Fish talked about that. We've got to be able to recruit. We've got to be able to bring in better players. And by bringing in better players, some of those guys will be four, high four-star kids. Some of those guys will be three-star kids. But they are they are the players, though, that need to be able to be able to make that move, though. These are the guys. They're difference makers. They were brought in to be difference makers. And Jed Fish obviously brought them in to be difference makers. And they're playing. Seven to ten freshmen are start uh, going to be playing a ton. We're going to talk about some of those freshmen tomorrow. But again, new day in Arizona. We uh, we're going to give you the predictions tomorrow. We're going to talk about the players, who you need to know, everything that's going on. But again, as always, thank you a ton for listening to Locked On Wildcats. Football season is here, friends. We are here. It is good to go. 
And that is obviously a good thing. We'll be back with you tomorrow, breaking everything down and giving you our previews. You've been listening to Locked on Wildcats.